more. All right. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, hey, Jewel. How are you? Hey, Peter. I'm good. It's been a while, huh? It has been a it while. It has been. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. should we make excuses? We should, because excuses are good. <laughs> oh, busy. Just, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we could blame COVID and this, that, and the other thing, so. Mm. COVID. Meanwhile, Zoom is like a friend of COVID. Hi. And you're listening or watching Rush the Bus. I'm Pete. And I am Julie. And we're partners. And we work, uh, I don't really care. Should we say it? <laughs> we'll work 911 in Brooklyn, New York. Yes. So That's any of our all, views yeah. don't affiliate with our current employer, any of our previous employers, and they're our own views. Yes, that is correct. Perfect. Echo Rock the Bus behind the 44 Case Avenue on 7650 Case Avenue. Now we got that out of the way. So, okay. so we're going to edit out the part where we're talking about our excuses. So, yeah, yeah, I know we haven't done a podcast in a while, unfortunately. Um, mm -hmm. There are no real good excuses. We've just had stuff going on. You know, it is what it is. So sorry about that, folks, if you've been yes. waiting. So 2022, we're going to hope to get more podcasts. We hope that people actually want to talk to us because it kind of feels like nobody wants to talk to us. Well, it's I just think... going to be us. People want to talk. It's just EMS is, it's medical. So HIPAA laws and everything, people get nervous and our social media policies tend to be a lot stricter than like fire media policies. So mm -hmm. I think it's, you know, people just get like a little worried that um, they're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, we won't, you know, we're not going to publish like the names and addresses of our patients or anything. So mm -mm. nope, but you know yeah so anyway so Jewel, so tell us a little bit about yourself because i don't think anybody's really heard about us you know well in a long time in maybe. a long time um so there's some background noise here that's my child watching uh shows and playing roblox sorry if you all hear that but i am julie um that's okay papa i am a paramedic in new york city and i've been working for the city of new york for uh, 15 years this past October, um, but I've been an EMT for about, I guess, 17 years or 18 years now, and um, I worked upstate before I worked in New York City. I worked up in the city of Poughkeepsie um, for a little while. I was raised here in Queens, and um, anyway, that's kind of it. I became a paramedic in 2008. I became an EMT, I think, in 2003 or 2004. And that's all, <laughs> I guess. And Peter, what's your deal? Oh, lovely. So I'm Pete. Um, I'm Julie's partner. We both work in Brooklyn. Uh, let's see. So I started in the fire for the fire department in 2012. Was hired as an EMT, and I went to top class. So I learned how to be an EMT all over again, and it was quite the ordeal to learn their <laughs> way of doing things. So. Um, Let's see. Uh, I've been work. I started as a volunteer in like 1999, and then yeah, I became an EMT. I worked all over different places in New Jersey, like Long Branch, East Orange, Jersey City, Monroe Township, a couple other places. I went to medic school, and I became a medic in 2008. Yeah, 2008, and 
I went to school down in Philly. I rode with Medic 3 in West Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I only got like one good job when I was on my, my rotation. That was it. Really? Yeah. It was some guy. He got, um, came as like a stabbing. Mm-hmm. And it was like surreal. Cause like, you know, usually in Philly, like the cops, they take all the good trauma. So like, if you're not right there, like the cops, they grab the person and they throw him in the car, the paddy wagon, they drive him to the hospital. So, Crazy. you know, <laughs> so like they're buffing jobs, like we do at work, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like, I don't get how that's still allowed. You know, I get it if it's a cop, but like, yeah, it's a regular patient. What are you doing? I don't know. But I mean, hey, it's the way they work. It's the way they work, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah so we got there. We're like right with the cops. And it was a row frame. And I remember the cop opened, somebody opened the door. I think it was the chick who stabbed her. It was her boyfriend. So we come in, it was like a little, like a little, um, like the living room. And there was like three spots in the living room that didn't have blood on it. It was crazy. And then, so like she goes running down the hall after like going and locks herself in the bedroom. And so the cop goes after her. He's got her at gunpoint. He's like, oh, he's in here, he's in here. And there's a dude in the hallway. It's like a skinny, like a regular size hallway, I guess. But it was just like a blob of dude. Just like. Stabbed up? Yeah. But she stabbed him with like a medieval sword. What? Yeah. And like the, the crazy thing is all this blood. I think he got like stabbed in like his femoral artery. And his whole hand was like cut like from here to here. But like in his groin, it was like a tiny little nick. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. That's it's so wild right it's like sometimes that one spot gets you you know yeah we had yeah. a job like it was like oh yeah we did just have a guy like that remember that yeah where it looked they like got him twice with an ice pack an ice pick and it was like he had this tiny little hole in his thigh but he his thigh was like twice the size of the other one and it had to get tourniqueted and he was Wait, like which one are we talking about i, I think the it was one Halloween. with the bls and it was a blood bloodbath no it was not bloody. Oh, that was the thing. The guy got stabbed, I think, twice. It was, I think it was Halloween weekend. He almost died. Like he was in really bad shape. And it, yeah, we were it with the BLS. Blood. It was a bloodbath. It, it wasn't, wasn't in our trunk. No. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. We oh, were maybe it was a bloodbath because our... they first we got him in there and he was squirting. Yeah. yeah we were like Brooklyn out or something. Yeah. But that's the thing it's like you know this tiny little cut and we were looking everywhere for something else and that was it it was just it must have got him right in the artery and yeah all you need yeah. you know is that one mm-hmm. good shot i guess i mean if you yeah. want to be a murderer like that's all you need <laughs> <laughs> uh, a good understanding good. of anatomy and physiology i know there's nothing good than a good bloodbath so uh, mm-hmm. i mean it's not good for them no no but for no. us you know so well, for us pretty exciting i guess yes. is like a better way it's not good you know i mean <sighs> i mean it listen we all we all work this job and we all get excited by like the exciting jobs you know kind of makes this job more enjoyable than like just mm-hmm. going on you know, like the pretend chest pains that end up being a stomach ache and it's like a 25 year old you know um but yeah those are usually the worst days of someone someone's life you know so definitely makes for a bad day. So. Yes, for that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I wish I wasn't on a beach right now. I hate the beach. 
You guys are Ew. weird. Beach. Eating the beach. I don't understand. The beach is literally. She just says his stuff just because. So I don't tell you. If I could go away right now, if it weren't like COVID, uh, <laughs> if we weren't in a COVID pandemic, I would be like sitting on the beach right now. I need it. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I had a, yeah, no. We're both, we're podcasting from our homes with our kids. Yeah. Our separate so, yeah. children. Our kids are not. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes. But, so how uh, how do you like working in Brooklyn, Peter? I like working in Brooklyn. I tell you, you know what? I usually work places, and I get bored after like a year or two years of being in the same place. The only other place that I was in for more like three or five years is like it was, was Monroe. I was in Monroe for like nine years, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it was a big township. You know, there was a good amount of people, but you know, it it just blew up. You know, there wasn't anything to eat initially there. There wasn't, there was like pizza and Wawa and that was it, you know? And um, now there's everything. So I drove through there the other day. They have like track, I'm like jealous. I'm kind of glad that I wasn't there when they had tractor supply because that's where the majority <laughs> of all my money would have gone. Tractor so, supply. Yeah. Tractor supply is a store that I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with, but because I, I don't have a tractor, nor do I have a farm. Yeah, I don't, I never even heard of this store until I met you. Like, I had no idea this even existed because there, I don't think there's any in New York City. No. Maybe there's one in Staten Island. Potentially, no, I don't know. Island. No. So there's Maybe not one in New York City. Maybe I'll on Long Island. Where Neil lives, I know he has a tractor supply. I think there are some on Long Island. That's the thing. Um, yeah. But there are farms in Long Island and there are farms upstate New York. But in the yeah. city, I, you know, we have no use for such, yeah. such stores. Speaking of farms, my aunt said when she moved on Staten Island, there was a pig farm and her street was dirt. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A friend of ours who used to work uh, in our station grew up in Staten Island in the 70s. And she said the street she lived on when she was a kid was a dirt road, you know, but Staten Island is not that anymore. I mean, it's it's like, you know, it's a suburban borough mostly. Like You would never know, like if you go off, you know, off the highway and stuff. You know, the first time, like, I, I remember I was working with um, Lou Brunk, and we're doing overtime. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Taking a brief pause because Peter's children are tossing themselves around or... They want to do backbends. Oh, they're doing yeah. backbends right next to me. Because we don't have a house to go and yeah. do backbends other places. Yeah, so I was with, I was with Brunk, and we had this guy was like a GI bleed and you know, he's from Staten Island. He lives there. So he knew where he was going. And um, so we got the guy in the truck. We're going, I called a note in. I was like, yeah, you know, we'll be there in 10 minutes. We're still riding. Like, yo, where the fuck? I was like, yo, where the fuck are we going? And I'm like, well, like, where are we? So like, oh, a couple more minutes. I go, oh, we get another 10 minutes. I'm like, we're in Staten Island. Like how big is this place? It's pretty so, big. It is. And you know, they have deer. And huge yeah. turkeys. Yep. So, yeah. So you well, would you would never know. No. I mean, Staten Island is is yeah, it's part of New York City, but it's like pretty close to the Jersey border, and um, and it's just it's like much less developed than you know, let's yeah. say Brooklyn or certainly than Manhattan. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we don't have deer in New York City. Well, here we don't in Queens. There's, there's a raccoon sometimes. We have yeah. possums, I think, sometimes. We have loads of rats. So, so there's that, you know. What's that? You're, Paul, you're muted. That video, the rat video. The one that we took? No, the one from the station. This is like years ago. I think you were still on maternity leave. Yeah. And stuff. And we had, it was, I forget whose birthday it was. But we were, we were having, we have like a birthday party for somebody at the station. And there was a lot of people in the kitchen. And we had, the cake was on the counter. And so like to put it in perspective, like our, our, our kitchen is like, it's like a big square. And then off to the right-hand side, where all our cabinets are and then there's a stove and there's like a hole in the in the drop ceiling where this where the stove is so we're all sitting there we're making a ton of noise yo this rat comes out of the ceiling down the pipe doo -doo 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 -doo, and tries to eat the cake while we're all there that is egregious mm -hmm. also that's scary because that that rat probably had like rabies or something like what I, animal yo that cake must have been good so yeah <laughs> yep so and I think and then, we waited. Yeah, we missed it that time. And then I think we waited for like four hours and stuff. Like we baited him out and it took four hours. And then get him out. what happened to him, Peter? Uh, I've seen the injury. video. Would you like to? What's that? He got a head injury. He did get a traumatic brain injury mm -hmm. with, a, with, was it a broomstick? That was a cane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. ask ask neil about rats yeah neil does not like rats no yeah. or mice but i mean like no. it's a little off-putting when you're in the station and all of a sudden you know like you see movement I, we haven't thank god i'm not we haven't had it in a long time no, so. and it's surprising because we haven't had a cat either like we usually I just think they know you know Hmm. but they haven't been there i mean since like around covid time i think right it's like one of the last maybe they all got covid maybe maybe yeah we had another one chris we were doing shift change in the morning and um a rat came in like the foyer and stuff <laughs> like in the in the middle of the station so, like when you come in the outside door and you can go in the bay or the lieutenant's office this mm -hmm. rat wanted to come do shift change with everybody <laughs> and chris kicked well Chris kicked it once Ugh. and then it ran away and then it came back out and he got it again. It was like, go, it was like that soccer kick, oh, no. <laughs> you know, where he's going to make like the, the winning penalty kick. Yikes. Mm -hmm. I mean, the rats in New York though, they're not like docile, you know what I mean? They're yeah. not, they're a little aggressive um, and they'll run up on you, you know, mm -hmm. like, so I, I'm not like for injuring animals, but I feel like, you know, if a rat is running towards you, like you should probably kick it because Yo, I'll take rats over roaches though. Hell no. Well, yeah. Are you crazy? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I am glad we don't have roaches in the station. Um, but like, uh-huh. Jesus. Did you hear my child? He no. said if a rat was coming towards him, he'd stomp on its head. And that is aggressive, but I I can't fault you for that because they're pretty sketchy looking. They're big. Oh, three -legged rat. When it was in the Bronx, <laughs> there was a rat with like three legs. Oh no. Like they ate one of his legs. 
Ew. Yeah, they're they're kind of crazy animals. I mean, they're very smart. I don't and know. I'll still take I'll take rats over roaches because you can see them. Rats, yes. You roaches, you they're like tiny and they get into literally everything, every crack and crevice. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of roaches in New York City. That is one thing. And if you're in like denial, you, you call them water bugs. I call them water bugs. Every New Yorker, no. Peter, calls giant roaches water bugs. Yeah. There's like there's two different kinds of uh, roaches in New York City that you'll see the American cockroach and the German cockroach. German cockroach is small. It's usually like an inch long or smaller and gross. And then there's the American cockroach, which is a freaking nightmare. It's like a monster. It's Remember that humongous. one we saw? Yes. We're in the projects um, and they had on the on rail the, on the null post. It was like a four by four square of a null post. And the roach like covered the whole thing. Yeah, and I almost put my hand on it. I was I like coming down the stairs and like, okay, like this is my little hair clip. <laughs> it would have fit in my hand like this, like yeah. seriously. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like, so those are water bugs to New Yorkers. That's like not a roach. Cause that shouldn't be in your apartment. Like, you know what I mean? Like water bugs are like out in the street. They're in the basement. They're like in like moist areas um roaches get in people's apartments and stuff and also water bugs when you step on them (laughs) i should get rob on here yo because we had one it was like i feel bad for whoever lives around these people because it was like the middle of a row and um these people they they live they like filled the bottom up so if you live if you look at um at a brownstone the first floor is like the main floor and then when you go up the stairs, that's known as the parlor floor, which is technically the first floor. But then when you go to the next floor, that would be the second floor. So they had filled up the basement, the parlor floor, and now they were living on the second floor. Yeesh, like so we go order. upstairs. You know, it's like uh, just look like a regular, you know, dirty apartment. It is what it is. No big deal. So, you know, we're doing our thing. And um, so... We had our bags out. There was no roaches. They didn't notice anything crazy. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put everything on the stair chair just because. Well, in 10 minutes, these roaches must have realized that we're nice guys and we weren't going to stomp all of them. Have you ever saw Joe's apartment where they all start coming out (laughs) from like wherever? And, um, yo, we were fending them off the bags. They were coming. I've never seen so many roaches like walk out of places in my life. That was... Yeah, that's yeah. that's like a huge infestation. Like that was horrible. You know I feel bad for their neighbors. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if you keep bombing that, like yeah, but that's that's the unfortunate thing. There's a lot of buildings in New York where even if you keep your place clean, um, yeah. if your neighbors don't, it is what it is. And like, you know, mm-hmm. roaches go through the drain pipes, they go all through the walls. And some people have such a bad infestation that they don't take care of that you you could do everything in your power mm-hmm. and like never get rid of them um and also like a true infestation is like when you'll see them in the daytime yeah. like if you go in someone's house in the middle of the daytime oh God, yeah. and see a ton of roaches you can only imagine that the numbers are like in the millions probably yeah. which is really scary and creeped plus it's like actually bad for asthma for a lot of things it causes like a lot of health problems for people particularly like kids with asthma and stuff yeah, yeah. We went on a job the other day and there was a roach swimming in the toilet. That shit. Yeah. Yeah, they swim. They can hold their breath. Mm-hmm. 
Remember that ER we were in that shall remain nameless? Uh-huh. Sorry. We can't tell you what ER that was, but it was quite oh, the, yeah, the it's large. junk that came out of his body. Sorry. Yeah. Hunter was telling us he was uh, at camp in a school building in New York City and there was a giant roach and he stepped on it and all this stuff came out of it. Yeah, you can't you're not supposed to step on roaches either because and then yeah, if you because do you bring the stuff inside you bring the eggs home to your to your house. Yes, you would think an, an emergency department shouldn't have giant water bugs in, in their <laughs> emergency room. No. But apparently, they do. And yeah. uh, that fact alone would make me steer clear of going to that emergency room because I don't want to take one of those home in my purse. Thanks yeah. very much. So. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> so now we're back on COVID stuff. Yeah. Again. I don't want to talk about COVID. You want to talk about COVID? I mean, it didn't go away. You know, you said you don't want to talk about COVID. I don't know. I kind of think we have to. We well, we have to talk a little bit about it. So in New York City, obviously, two years ago, uh, at this time of year, it was starting to come here from um, elsewhere. And then I, I would be the first one to say I was wrong. Me too. At the time, I remember my dad and my brother and I were planning to go away on a trip. And I was like, oh, we should book you know, we should try to book the room now. And my dad said something like, well, how about we wait? Because we don't know if we'll be able to travel in the summer because COVID. And I was like, dad, it's like the flu. It's fine. You know, and lo and behold, it was like the end of the world, <laughs> like for the next, you know, three to four months, it was like, seriously, like a zombie apocalypse, like where I thought, you know, the world was coming to an end. Yep. And I don't think I was the only one who thought that. No. And then it kind of, it's never gone away from New York, but it's but gotten it better. Stopped. It like stopped one day. Remember that? Well, the you know? death dying stopped. Yeah. Um, and then, well, hi. <laughs> um and then basically it's kicked up again i don't know what happened but um it's now back to being as virulent as it was though not as dangerous yeah so so we are back to work with covid so this should be interesting um we saw a few fema trucks around and stuff so there's a few fema guys out there so hopefully they won't get them for uh for our paying our taxes this time so i know that was pretty pretty shitty last time like they came to help us out you know some of the guys they stayed the two weeks and then they say the other two weeks that so i think they did like a whole month and the governor was like oh yeah uh you guys made a lot of money and um we're gonna take it yeah. you know even though they came here to help us out you know, and they were so working I, seven days a week. I mean, these were folks yeah. who literally we were not getting a break. Yeah, many of these people like got COVID because they were completely run down yep. and exposed seven days a week. Yeah, and uh, and they left their families and friends and like loved ones in other states yeah. and uh, mm -hmm. really did get screwed. So, I mean, I'm glad that we're seeing some FEMA units back here, like some people coming to help us with mutual aid because we need yeah. it. But, but only stayed in two weeks. <laughs> don't stay longer if they want you to sign so go home so they don't hopefully i really hope that they don't get them for that money again so that was totally no, not right those guys they worked hard they did work hard yeah. they worked very hard because they were doing like were they doing even 12s or were they doing like 16 no, they were doing, they were doing like i think it like ended up being 16 because they had to be yes they had to get picked get up, up from the airport early. 
and then mm-hmm. they had to get brought to like the place where all their trucks are and then they drove the trucks from where i think they're parking at the bronx zoo and yes. then they drove to the academy and they got all their they got their their assignment for the day and they got their, their radios and then they went out yeah. which is like and really then, just yeah. that's an insanely long day for anybody to do and like I wouldn't want to do that three days a week, let alone seven. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, to be told, like, uh, you know, for some of them with a company who shall remain nameless, I think they basically told people like, oh, we're only going to pay you for the 12 hours instead of the 24. Mm-hmm. And then there were other companies. Well, and then the city of New York was like, hey, uh, you owe us a lot of money in taxes. No, 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 no. That was, that was our um, impeached governor. Uh, that was the governor. That was the governor. Yep. Yes, he's not our governor anymore. No, I think they're taking his bridge away too. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> name it this time. No one calls it that anyway. So. No, they don't. Yeah. So. yeah. I should go back. <laughs> like, I think all the bridges should go back, you know? So. All the bridges should go back to what? They were previously? Their old names. No. Oh. I think every New Yorker just calls them by their previous names yeah, anyway. Why, why do you have to change the names on this the stuff? The bridge is... Well, it's technically the Queensboro Bridge. Queensboro Bridge. The you know, Ed Koch Bridge. Ed Koch. Yeah, so it's still the 59th Street Bridge. Nobody nobody calls it the, the Queensboro Bridge or the Koch Bridge. They just call it the 59th Street Bridge. Oh, what's yeah. the tunnel? Oh, the, the Lower Manhattan Tunnel is like the Hugh L. Carney. Yes. Or, who is who? Yeah. I never looked him up. I look up all this useless stuff, and I, I never looked this guy up. Yeah. Hugh Carey, right, or something like that? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, I do look up a lot of New York City things because, you know, I'm always very curious, I guess. You're even more curious than I am usually with that stuff. You always have, like, Mm. good stories for, like, why things are named the way they are. Um, Speaking of that, remember when we went in that subway station? You're on uh, Fulton Street? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So New York City has, like, these giant um, subway stations. Like, some of them are not that big, but some of them... Well, not even that. Like, if you're in uniform, you know, like, our friends in Detroit... Um, they have the ultimate in urban exploring. Yes, because yes. there's a lot of like abandoned stuff. All right, so finish our story and then we'll tell the Detroit stories. Okay, so in New York City, like there are some underground subway stations that are actually quite large. There's a few that are above ground that are also quite large, but like the underground ones tend to have like multiple layers. Yeah. And, um, and you may when- never even know that there's another, you know, concourse. Yeah above you you know so that was the whole thing we went down to look for a patient and you know by the time we got down there there was no patient maybe they got on the train or whatever and so peter and i were like making our way back up and we saw this gate opened and like that's the thing in new york city the subways have all these like gates everywhere that kind of you know section off areas like where your pedestrians walk and then you go through the gate and you can now you've paid the toll you can go on a train but this section was gated off but the gate was open um, presumably because the station was being cleaned or whatever. So Peter and I went into that gated area and it was like a whole concourse. It was like a frozen time capsule. Yes. From the it was 90s. From like the late 90s. And it was yeah. like all video, uh, video music um, posters and like movie posters. Because that's one thing in New York City, like there's a lot of advertisements in the train stations and on yep. the trains, like for movies and shows and everything else um, or local companies or whatever. And this one had like, it was like 1998 encapsulated, you know, and was it was it? really awesome. Yeah, because it was Zima. There was what, Zima? 
Yes, I, Zima. I gotta find the picture. We'll have to put the pictures up on our Instagram. Yeah, but there was Zima. It was like a hot 97 ad. It was just, it was so cool. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it when you're in cool. uniform, you can kind of go anywhere. You know, I'm like, oh, I, I didn't know we we're allowed to be here. You know? I mean, or people invite you in, which is one of the you ask. That's the other thing. Know. Like we've we've been in a few places where we just ask, you know. Yeah, like, hey, and can we want to really some... check that out, you know? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I always feel very lucky in this city when we're in uniform that we get to experience like some pretty cool stuff because mm-hmm. people, you know, invite you in to places that you wouldn't normally go into. And yep. um, you get to like go into buildings that you wouldn't normally like have access to. And even the airports and stuff like it's it we really get like a lot of good. Um, and I'm sure every, you know, if you work EMS anywhere, you probably get yeah. access to things that, you know, you wouldn't normally have access to. But in New York City, it's pretty cool. You know, like mm-hmm. it's, there's a lot of cool stuff that we have. Um, yeah. yeah. Like when I was in Monroe, we had, uh, we had Costco and stuff. So like they had like the, the whole, uh, they have like a giant freezer place in there. And mm-hmm. then I think like they repacked the toilet paper. Cause like, I remember we had a job in that for that. I've been in Barnes and Noble. That's cool. Like all the conveyor yeah. belts and everything. I've been I in a teabag go... factory. A teabag factory? Yeah, a teabag factory. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. The worst thing is like, yo, you're supposed to be paying attention to what's what's going on with the patient. And you're just looking around because you're like, yo, this is so yeah. neat. Well, I went into, um, in New York City, we have the Hells Angels, which is like a motorcycle gang. There's like quite a history on them if you want to Google it. But I got to go into their um, headquarters and I have to say, like, their layer. It was beautiful. Oh, I'll be right back. It's my yeah. doorbell. It was beautiful. And they were super helpful. I'll be right yeah. back. They are usually very nice. So, yeah. I don't, I don't know what to talk about. So, yeah, um, you know, yo, just ask. You'd be amazed, you know, where you could end up and stuff. I worked in, when I worked in Easton, my partner Jay and I, we used to just drive around and look and see, you know, what was around. And um, if you're in Easton, and you're coming from downtown on 611. After you cross under 78 on the right-hand side, there's like, there used to be like a pile, like there was like the mountain. And then it was like rubble, looked like a building was there. And then it was like a little, looked like a tunnel in there. So like we stopped and it was a like- A tunnel, you say? Yeah, it was like a tunnel. There's, there's stories of that during Prohibition, there was a tunnel that went from- like the river to downtown so they could get the, the beer or whatever in there. But we, we found, I don't know what to call it. It was, yeah, it was like a tunnel or a cavern mm. and it was all brick lined and everything it was super wow, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, huh. mm-hmm. and then I was I just talking, me. who's this talking to? Oh, Rennie, when we used to work in Jersey city, <laughs> we used to drive under the, under the highway and stuff like Ooh. there's tunnels that go all through like when you go under when you come out of the the holland tunnel there's like train tunnels on that side that go under and to the other side of the mountain that's so crazy mm-hmm. yeah i feel like that's one thing i mean working in any kind of civil service type of job or you know first responder type job like whether you're a cop or firefighter um ems you have like pretty amazing access to things that your average person wouldn't i I do feel like it's like a huge privilege like when you have this job that we're like able Mm -hmm. to even going into people's homes i mean that's in itself like a very privileged thing that we're allowed to do you know you see wiping your feet right (sighs) 
I was like, what? I always wipe my feet. Yes, I know. I, I and I sometimes apologize for bringing my boots in because yeah. I feel like, sorry, we're walking in your house. Um, I was just listening to, uh, to Getting Salty the other day. I like that podcast. Mm-hmm. I like those guys. And they were saying, one of the guys on there, he worked in like in Manhattan in like one of the hoity-toity areas and they had to take their boots off. When oh, they, wow. The battalion chief like made them take their boots off <laughs> to go in this person's house. I mean, yeesh. Like I get it and I don't. Um, oh, thanks, Papa. If you, uh, I guess it depends if it's like a true emergency. Like, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to take my boots off and then put, like have to put them back on. And I mean, now our boots are easier because they, they're like zip end tie. Yeah. But um, it used to be that, you know, they were just tie up boots. So, yeah. Come a long way. So, what else have we got planned coming up there, Joel? Plan for the new year? Yeah. What are we doing? So, we're back to work tomorrow. We are. We're back to work tomorrow and Tuesday. So hopefully uh, we'll have some fun stuff to do. Like both Peter and I were sick. I had COVID. Um, Peter was sick. So like we haven't gotten to work together in a little while. No. Which is I had a fight with the Remac. So I'll be <laughs> honest with everybody. I had a horrible fight with the Remac this time for some reason. Yeah, you know? you're not and I will say that, you know, despite hard. all the studying that I did, you know, I will, I will definitely say the, the staff at the EMS Academy helped me out quite a bit. So you know, I'm very grateful for them and, you know, the job that I have. Yes. Um, but the Remac is very hard. And uh, so the two of us didn't get a chance. To really work. <laughs> All right. So we're fed in water. Yes. Thank you. It's getting breezy on the beach too. So I had to get a sweat. I had to run back to my, my villa. Yeah. I had to, oh. to the villa and get a, get a sweatshirt. <clears throat> it was getting a little chilly. I see. So. <laughs> Your bungalow. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Nice. It's over there. It's behind the palm tree. You can see it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hard to see from this angle. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> move because then my internet gets messed up. So. Ah, I see. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what island are you on? Uh, New Jersey. <laughs> mm-hmm. The nice. island of New Jersey. Yes. Very nice. lovely. Tropical. Love Very mm-hmm. tropical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Peter, <clears throat> yes. I feel better now that I've eaten. That's um, good. You get cranky when you don't eat. I wonder if anybody else gets cranky. Their partner gets extremely cranky when they don't eat. So do I you. don't. I never get cranky when I don't eat. Yes, you do. No, I you don't. Get, you get neck pain and you start getting quiet. And then I know we need to get Peter fed. <laughs> we get our I best. Eating life. <laughs> We get in our best fights when we're hungry. Yes, we do. The Tweet Victor fightathon starts when we're both hangry. Yeah. <clears throat> any little but, thing. Uh, any old thing, yes. So um yeah, that once I remember the once we were What's on that? the street in the with the stretcher. <laughs> when we got in a fight over putting the stretcher because I wanted it in the street because I didn't want it to roll oh. away. Yeah, because the guy was on the sidewalk and, and he was big. He was big. I wanted to leave it in the street so it wouldn't roll away. Plus, I mean, you have to lift it as high. And I don't know what it was, but I think I some, was somebody else side. with us. Yeah. <clears throat> we were with an big. engine company. Yeah. Engine 230 had rolled up. And yeah. 
I was putting the stretcher on the sidewalk and we were like, what are you doing? Leave it in the street so we don't have to lift it up. And I was like, who are you talking to? And then like, we were very angry. And did one of us go home that night or? I think I somebody went home. <laughs> oh. I think I went home. You might've. Yeah, because I think we're in the ER and we started fighting in the ER. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes Peter <laughs> gets abrasive. And no, I, don't I, like, don't. That's crazy I don't. I don't like abrasive people. And then I have to say things back because I am not nice when I am angry. I get very petty. <laughs> no. <laughs> horrible, horrible. <clears throat> so, I yeah. always say nice things to everyone. Well, that is quite untrue. And I have an entire station of people to, to uh, dispute that fact. Mm. Fact. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but my, my biggest thing is, yo, when you get lost, that, yes. that is my Everyone ultimate Everyone knows technique. that's your biggest thing. Peter doesn't like when a crew gets lost on their way to the hospital, mm. um, particularly when that patient is in critical condition, which is understandable. But sometimes people get nervous Um, when they're driving, they may use their GPS and then that takes them this sort of roundabout way instead of just like doing the straightforward way. But not everybody, especially the younger generation of EMS. I had, uh, I just had this conversation with a captain the other day and um, we were talking and she had mentioned, she's like, you know, the 63 times, you know, it take it forever. And she said she was listening to the radio and she's like, you know, nobody, nobody helps each other out. You know, nobody picks up a job. You know, they're in their 89, which their 89 is like their specific area that you're supposed to sit in. And there'll be a job, you know, right over, you know, outside the border or whatever, you know. And then the second unit has to come in further. And they were like around the corner. She's like, you know, they just don't pick this up. Nobody wants to help. And I said to her, I was like, they don't know where they are. And she's like, what do you mean? And I, and <clears throat> I told her you know, I was working, this girl, she was super nice the other night and she used the GPS for everything, yeah. you know? And it was just like, I, I'm like, you know, you got to learn your area, you know, it's so much faster to get around, you know, and you're going to miss something, you know, cause you're paying attention to the thing, you know, you're going to, you're going to end up hitting something cause you're paying attention to the GPS. And it's not, I, do, I, I think people should learn their area, of course. But I do think there are some factors that come into that. Like um, one of the things that we don't have that like fire and PD have is that fire and PD remain in their area most yes. of the time. Like um, they get calls in their area. Whereas like for us in the city of New York, like if I'm in Brooklyn North, I could still be called to a job in Brooklyn Central and then be transporting to a hospital in Brooklyn South. And then now I get jobs in Brooklyn South and I am completely unfamiliar with that neighborhood. Um, and I will wholeheartedly say, I will be honest when I am out of my area, I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's, it's that's when I have to it. use the GPS. You know what? I'm not in my, you know, we'll call it our first do, but yeah. you know, but I'm getting better. People, I, I do surprise well, myself every now and then. But I also feel like there are probably are other factors. Some people are just not good at directions. Um, I know personally, because of my ADHD, I, when I first worked in Brooklyn, it was like the first five years, I still was always like with my partner, like, how do I get off of this block? Like, if I come off this block, do I make a left or a right to go to the hospital? Like, I would still get a little bit um, confused. And then I went out childcare leave, got diagnosed with ADHD, came back to the same area. And now I'm like, oh, 
this area is like super easy for me and I get it now, but it took, it took being on medication for me to get it. Like Mm. things that weren't innate, you know, almost like, not that it's innate, but like I grew up in Queens. So like, I'm very familiar with Queens and obviously I know how to get around. There's no rhyme or reason to Queens anyway. There is, there there is none. (laughs) There is. Um, I don't know who numbered Queens, but you know, when they numbered it, I think they were running out of numbers. Or ideas. I think a lot. I know there. It, it Queens is a little bit like weird, but, um, but still, I feel like I I try to have a little bit more compassion for people who are struggling with directions, and Peter is not as patient with those folks. So, it's you know he gets a little a little abrasive. Just saying, mm-hmm. I don't work well under those conditions, Peter. <laughs> like, right. if someone's yelling at me, I'm not like doing yell. better I'm see but that's the thing you can't say i yell i don't yell no but you're like bro where are you going that's kind of yelling oh <laughs> don't be embarrassed now peter i'm not embarrassed Guest. <laughs> i will admit my faults so nor am i a cardiologist i am not a cardiologist yes we have, yeah there's certain things we're good at and others we're not so good at Mm-hmm. So uh, on that hand, would you like to talk about fun jobs that we've been Sure, what kind of fun oh, jobs? I, Let's see. I think Peter's quite a good paramedic and and quite a good EMT, to be honest. So oh, I gave my first EpiPen too when I was riding BLS. Oh yes, I was so excited. <laughs> I mean, super excited. It, I'm sure it was exciting. I've never used an EpiPen. I'd be pretty curious about it myself. You know, mm-hmm. it was fun. And, uh, how to go? But all right. Be good. Kind of get stuck. Yeah. It was scary. Yeah. A little scary, but uh, it was. But we fixed it. You know, we fixed the lady. Yeah. So, but I, I can see why sometimes BLS doesn't always like grab that first thing because it is a little scary. It's a little intimidating, especially if you've never used it. And there's yeah. not really great in services on those things. You know, maybe Mm-mm. maybe you get a little bit of an in service. I tell you one thing. It was from that video that I did with that other EpiPen. The, the, the real epi you know like this was like the knockoff brand so like you had to like charge it but the one that i did the video on we're like poof and I'm like that one has some kick behind it this one i was i was holding on for dear life because i was expecting it to get like thrown out of my hand like the other one and yeah. it really didn't so huh. yeah <clears throat> that is yeah. interesting yeah so you know it's brand specific yeah so Maybe that's like a new thing though. Like they don't want people to get that kickback that the old ones had. No, it's just bike. price. It's just the price. Mm. That's probably what it is. So, because Amanda, she has to get hers through like this online thing because yeah. the, the, the name brand's like 700 bucks. So I think it's coming down again now, but you know, once she has ago, I had a, an EpiPen that was prescribed to me just because I had like some weird allergic reaction to like a, like a squid ink, which I have to go to an allergist anyway, but, um, (laughs) I ended up having like wheezing and all this other stuff. It wasn't like quite anaphylaxis, but it was definitely a Mm. reaction. And so I got an EpiPen and it was $150, even Mm. with our insurance. And I had that until it expired. And then that was it. So now I need to just go to an allergist and, uh, Mm. you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get an EpiPen. I would just get, you know, Epi and draw it up, I guess. Like, Mm um well hopefully I would but um so that was a crazy job like so how about this other job we had you and I had um a patient that came as an uh, an anaphylaxis in crown oh yeah no oh wait crown 
that young man. Oh, the young man. Yeah. And that, that was, uh, it was like 5 p.m. or 5.30 p.m. It was early. We, like we just started. I think we just started. Yeah, and stuff. We just came on and it was a weekday and there was a lot of traffic. A lot of traffic. And uh, so I asked for BLS backup because we were afraid that, you know, like it was going to take us 15 minutes to get down there. It didn't. I mean, it took us like about 10 or 11 to get down there. And, um, and when we got there, the firefighters were like looking a little nervous and yeah. one of them who probably was an emt at some point was like this guy's gonna need an epi pen or you know and like so we got yeah. in there and the guy looked very bad yeah he looked like a lobster the guy was, yeah. that was he probably was, one of the best allergic reactions you know like where they say you know you have the hives the flush skin the uticaria the wheezing like yeah. it was textbook had, it was amazing yeah. it was truly amazing what also was amazing was that this young man had never had an anaphylactic reaction in his yeah. life before. Yeah. And yeah. he had no idea what he was allergic to. All he knew is that he basically had a protein shake. He was going to go to the gym. And or eggs. He and he had some eggs. Gym. Yeah, it had like eggs in it, I think. It was like yeah. he had eggs and a protein shake and yeah. uh, essentially like had this crazy reaction. And he got everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he got all the stuff, like all yeah. the stuff in our protocol. And he was doing much better when we got yeah. to the hospital. That was cool, though. You know what I mean? Like where you can really, you know, you, you really see, see it, it work, you know? I know, so. but I'm sure it wasn't so cool for him. <laughs> you know, like the worst um, thing was that I felt the worst about it is, you know, he was like, I don't have any insurance. I know. You and know? that was the thing. Once I mean, he felt better, he was like, are you do I have to go? Like, to go to the hospital? We were like, absolutely. You have to go to the hospital. Yeah. That's know? the like, worst thing. You know what I mean? Like when we see you know, <laughs> we get the regulars who we always pick up, you know what I mean? Like our favorite people, you know, the guy, the guy who's running for governor now, you know, yeah. because he likes the mayor. Mm -hmm. um, we like him. And, um, you know, they go all the time, you know, and they don't care about the bill. And it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting this, the people who don't have insurance and are really sick and they should go, you know, that's what they're really worried about. You know, yeah. like that kid, remember that kid who felt he was like skateboarding. Oh God. And like he snapped his leg. Yeah. It was like just a random like kickflip and like he fell and snapped his leg, you know, and his, his biggest thing was, is how am I going to pay for this? You know, and that's truly scary. He had an open fracture, didn't he? Or was it a closed? No, fracture? it was it was a close like a closed fracture. But it was but he was you could super, see it. It was like it was like super deformed. Yeah. And he was like, Yeah, I have no insurance. And it's like, unfortunately, or the woman who fell from the third story. Oh, the third story. Yeah. Yeah. She was on a fire escape. She was drinking. It was like a house party. She had a few drinks. Yeah. She went out to like smoke a cigarette on the fire escape and fell somehow. Yeah, don't play on the fire escape. Like don't play on the fire escape. No, Who's you don't even know how good escape? they are. You know what I mean? Like that is, they, they said it all the time, you know, like nobody looks at the fire escape, you know, yeah. how sturdy it is in there. You know, it's sitting out there. A lot of them have been there since they built the buildings in the early 1900s. Yes. And nobody and thinks about it. People just go and sit out there. But then, I mean, this woman fell and she fell from the third story of this building and fell into the backyard, not even the backyard of that building. She fell into the backyard next door. So who knows yeah. what happened? And um, she had a, a fractured femur and yeah. like in the back of the ambulance, she was just like, I can't go to the hospital. I have yeah, no she's like, I have to go to work. Yeah. I have no insurance. I have to go to work tomorrow. Like, yeah, She worked at like Starbucks or something as a barista yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, mm, you're lucky to be alive. And like, really like you broke your femur that we can see, but God forbid you have like internal damage, you know, like yeah. you might've like done something else. Like you, she yeah. didn't have any like outward head injuries, but 
you know, who knows what else was going on. And that poor woman is probably like still, this was She's still messed up. Still going to like recovery. And that was the summer, therapy. right? What was it in the summer? I think it was, I think it was yeah. warm out. No. Yeah, it was, I no, I think so. Because she was outside. Like it was, I don't remember. know. I don't remember if it was super cold. Yeah. But, yeah, but I remember those- there was another one. We had another fire escape job in Bushwick. It was like a jumper. Where, was I with you? Like we had to go through the one apartment and then they were, they were all hanging out. They were drinking on the roof and like somebody fell down the stairs of the fire escape and we got there that and I think it was a jumper, but I remember like the guy wanted to like fight me on the fire escape. Remember that? Yeah. Were you with me? I had to go through the window. And yeah, didn't we go through the backyard and through the window? We the- had to go through the backyard. And then the guy was like trying to get up and he couldn't even stand because he was just that box. And mm. yeah, like that almost turned out to like, you know, we ended up like almost fighting yeah. him on the thing. So then ESU showed up and they just, they opened the window to the apartment and they ripped the dude in. I was like, yo, this is awesome. Oh yes. And that, it wasn't his apartment, right? It was like- It wasn't his apartment. Yeah, it was somebody else. We're all yeah, standing like, there like hanging out. With all this in this- in this other apartment, it's like some older man in his like seventies, and we're like in there with like <laughs> I thought it was their house, firefighters yeah. and everything else. Yeah. And it's like I'm so sorry that we're like bothering you with this. No, I no. He said he said, "Oh uh, yeah, can you guys get out now?" Yeah, it's like mm. oh my god. Yeah, yeah, they went into his apartment. Mm. I know. I mean, like you know, insurance is a big deal, like here in, yeah. in the United States. And plus, like drinking. Food. I remember Robin and they had another guy. They were on. It was when Rob, it was Rob and um, Rob and Sean, they were on, they were on another unit in Bushwick and they had some hipsters on the roof. They were out on the roof or on top of the, the water tower. And they were taking like pictures and dude fell off the water tower. It was like eight or 10 floors. And yeah, he was still breathing. I guess it's like uh, alcohol helps you in that way I guess like you don't realize how bad you're falling maybe you don't you don't stiffen up in a way that like your average person would and like would create more injuries but like you wouldn't have been in that place in the first you know you wouldn't have been in that position in the first place had you not been like annihilated um Mm -hmm. what about that oh there was that other guy he um where were we oh we and we happened upon that in Manhattan they were out hanging out oh, on the so uh, on the roof like yeah it was like an eight-story rooftop no. yo, drinking and hanging out on roofs don't do it stay on the ground floor yo, it's ma- yo, like there's dope views of wherever don't go on the roof don't go I on know. the roof you know so this guy he's on the phone yeah. or whatever hanging out having a good time and I guess somebody what they said somebody bumped him or yeah something. some he, so, somebody was on he was on the phone and like someone bumped into him and uh sorry i figure my son is like talking so it's hard to hear um yeah so yeah, he, he ended was... up falling eight floors well, to his death I'm, my kids are home hold on okay you gotta finish yeah. the story oh i'm sorry oh, um so yeah he was on the eighth floor on an actual roof deck like not just hanging off Someone was like on the phone on FaceTime or whatever, and they bumped into him and he just fell over and he fell eight floors onto this mezzanine kind of marquee. So marquee. marquee. Mm-hmm. It was like a marquee that said, you know, the address of the building. It was all glass, like thick yeah. glass. And he broke his neck. You know, that was it. Mm-hmm. Like he just, there was like really no out 
backboard yeah. injuries. I remember we dead. pulled up and they're all like, you know, it came in as like a jumper down or whatever. And we pulled up and, you know, everybody's looking. I'm like, where is he? You know, because yeah. like we're expected to see him on the ground. And then like we looked up and That's when he hit, he he knocked all the, he was on top of the, the, the marquee. He, and like blew all the lights out of it and everything. All the lights yeah, he were felt hanging. so hard that all like these hard hats or whatever they called. High hats. Those high hats like yeah. fell out of their, you know, and they were just like dangling. And then mm-hmm. I go back to like get the oxygen change of scenery. Sorry, I'm in my yeah. Um, yeah, so I ended up on top of the marquee, you know. So, yeah. Well, whenever I, I am looking for Peter, he's usually in the mix of things. Like the minute I turn my back to like grab something out of the truck, uh, I know that Peter will be pretty much in the scene of the action. <laughs> so, mm. he's a lot more nimble than I am. Mm. He likes to jump fences and climb ladders. And that was fire interesting. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do podcasts when you're at home with your kids. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever told you that, but just know in advance if you'd like to start a podcast, it's very hard and have children. Hmm. Um, we'll talk about people on fire. <laughs> so <geez>. we had, <laughs> so we had a rash of like you know legitimate burns so yeah so we did we did one what was it that would be like uh cumberland i don't know what section by pratt i don't know where that would be what is that called yeah i don't know i don't know what that's called yeah somewhere over there anyway so we went down yeah fort green i don't know but anyway so we went down and there was an engine there and it just came as like a burn and it was like on the third floor so like you know, we're on our tip where we're walking, you know, it's under six, we're walking. So we came out of the stairs and it was like a haze in the hallway. I'm like, yo, what the hell? This guy was actually on fire. So apparently <laughs> this guy, he'd been drinking and I guess he fell asleep with the cigarette and he, he lit like the, the blanket he was on or whatever he was on, he lit on fire. And thank God, you got to have smoke detectors in your house because thank god they had a smoke detector because that woke the woman up and like she a roommate came, or yeah somebody was there but it woke her up and she put him out and you know it was it was one of those yeah. I, I love surprise jobs you know what i mean like we think it's gonna be like, oh this is gonna be dumb you know well and, that was the thing because it it like the way it sounded seemed a little weird and then when we got out of the elevator or not the elevator the staircase we saw this haze and I was like, oh, okay, well, something was clearly on fire. <laughs> yeah. And then we walk in and the per- the patient is actually sitting in like a recliner kind of chair. Um, and yeah. all the firefighters are standing around him. So I couldn't really see what they were looking at at first. And I was thinking it was going to be like nonsense. And then like, I figured maybe he lit something in the apartment on fire. Yeah. And then when we, like, when they kind of like spread apart from him, it was like, oh my, oh my, you know, like that fellow is messed up. Like he had like second degree burns all over his chest. And yeah. um, yep. he was kind of uptunded. Yeah, he was uptunded It was too. hard, you yep. know, and, and that was the thing. His roommate basically came out and was shocked that this guy was on fire and not even like flinching. And so yeah. she like you know, put him out, called 911. Um, so we didn't know if he was just like 
maybe he was uptunded because or he, he was drunk, drunk. Or, yeah. you know, smoke inhalation or whatever. That guy actually, we ended up giving the hydroxycobalamin because he was pretty messed up and like, yeah. um, and burned up and like was clearly in the thick of it. Like he was on fire. Yeah. Like that was the fire. Yeah. He just like, didn't have airway burns. That was the only amazing thing. He had no airway burns. Yeah. So that Even was crazy. Fellow who like we had that. Yeah. Fire. He had second and and third degree third burns and fourth degree. We have like full thickness burns. That guy. He he ended up having am- amputations because of yeah. it, but he actually did not burn his airway. That was shocking. Uh, like, yeah, and he wasn't in a lot of pain. Because remember that he only his pain was like under his armpit. Well, because that was the second. Was the, everything yeah, the second else was gone. His nerves were shot. They were gone. You know, like he couldn't feel anything because there was nothing there to feel. It was All wild. Was you know, yeah, that, that was, was that was a surprise job. Yeah, I was. It was like three in the morning, like some wild, like bizarro, like man on fire. (laughs) And that was like it. That was literally like all the information. And it was like, sure enough, you know, this fellow is on fire. And then like we had these other strange ones where it's like, you know, you go for the old lady who fell, you know, and then your meter goes off, you know? Yeah. Oh, that one. Well, well, my nose. Or Julianne's nose. I have yeah. a very, very so, acute sense of smell. So I went ahead. We had, yo, we had another one. Oh, so the, I guess they had been to, I was with Justin. Justin's a fire, Justin Donaldson. He's a fireman now. So we'd gone for an uncommon, mm-hmm. it was like an ultra mental status or something. But apparently there was a gas leak earlier in the day in the same building. And I guess they thought that this person was home or wasn't home. And then the neighbors who usually check on this person came home to find this lady and mm-hmm. she'd been stuck in this apartment that was unventilated and was like still full of gas. And her, her rad 57 reading was like 25 Yikes. and shit. And like, we gave her oxygen and we, you know, we took her over, you know, to the, uh, to the burn center. Cause they have the high, the hyperbaric chamber, but it was crazy. Like yo, natural gas will, yeah, you know, kind of do the same thing in, in high. You know. I had that job. Like we had, um, it was two older women. It, it came in as a syncope. It came in as a cardiac. Yeah. And we, it was in Greenpoint, and it was in like one of those two family houses. So it was like a, an apartment downstairs and one on the second floor. And the patient was in the second floor apartment, and her sister. They were two elderly women. Her sister yeah. lived on the first floor. And when we get there, the you know she looks unwell. Like she's kind of holding her head in her hands, yeah. like just doesn't feel well. She's saying she has a headache. She feels dizzy. And as soon as we walk inside this apartment, I'm like, woof, it smells like gas. Like is the oven on, you know, like I'm like, something's going on. Like one of the burners is messed up or whatever. And, and Peter the doesn't smell peg, it. Right? The, me- the meter peg. No, too, I, think. I don't think so. Like it was just, and it was like, I don't know if we ha- didn't have, I don't know, but like the cop that was there. Of course we had our meter. <laughs> yes, of course. One of the cops didn't smell it. The other cop said he thought he smelled something. And the patient's sister was like, yeah, I came up because I heard her fall. And when she yeah. found her, she was on the ground and she couldn't get yeah. up. And so we left. We like took everybody out. We left the apartment and we called for fire. And they were like, sure enough, there was a gas leak. And that was what yeah. was happening. I think they were mad at us. Yeah, they thought we were like yeah. full of like, we can't. Yeah, because we canceled them, you know. We don't need them. Yeah, but to me, it's like that's like I am very good with that. The minute I, yeah. I like smell gas, I know, like yeah. I know it instantly. You know, so because like yeah, when they pulled up, like I could tell like they were mad. You know, like oh, you must call it something. And then 
It was actually like, well, now you're gonna have to evacuate this place mm. because yeah, there's a yeah. bad gas leak, and now there's one patient overcome, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, yeah, though, and and I had one recently a burn. I'm not gonna go too into it because it was pretty recent, but it was an arrest, and um, like the when I got there, the fire lieutenant was like, uh, she's pretty badly burned, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, like so she arrested probably on the toilet, fell face forward into her bath which had boiling hot water in it and then she drowned i guess um and like she had like second degree burns all over her torso and her arms and her skin was like sloughing off like blistered Mm. up and she was in full arrest but she was in arrest like she drowned she probably drowned like a while earlier than that so the burns were just like a secondary kind of deal which when you see them you're like oh shit you know like um because the skin was just like not even like we had to take the pads off from the BLS because I had a different monitor or different AED and like the pads just like ripped all her skin off on her chest because she had all those burns and stuff and like um but that was she was done anyway the the Mm. drowning was pretty much what killed her Mm. so crazy right to drown in your own bathtub like so I think she vagled down that's crazy bro yeah i know that's crazy Mm -hmm. i had another one oh this is like years ago they had a fight this was in east orange and it was like a you know one of those amazing hotels you know that people stay in (laughs) and i they had a fight it was like two people two residents they had a fight and the one threw drano on this other lady right and she was like a dark-skinned woman and you could see it looked like um, like paint thinner and stuff. You know, like when, when you pour, like, you know, you're doing like paint stripper yeah. on paint and then like it starts like the color like runs down. Like you could see Ugh. like her darkness and like it was like the white pigment under, but it just looked like paint was like dripping down. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, People are mm. horrible to each other, mm. man. Yeah, it is like, that was bad. Yeah. Yeah, those were bad burns. That was a wow. How do I remember that? I was just thinking about this the other day. Like, I did so much drinking in my 20s <laughs> that I don't remember. I had so many crazy jobs in my 20s. And I I wish, you know, like, you know. Well, now you can remember them. It is. It's so weird, you know. So there's a show right now on Netflix. I always watch these shows. Uh Dang it, it's called explained and they like explain all different types of things but one right now that they have going on is like the mind explained they talk about like memory and they say like for us like we remember things that were emotionally significant so like that's why like when you think of your childhood uh, or high school years you think of like these big things that happen like graduation prom like having sex for the first time like all these things yeah. that kind of like were significant turning points in your life my, my sex like- for the first time <laughs> Yeah, but that's a significant thing. (laughs) Wasn't that memorable? Oh, maybe not for her. I don't know. (laughs) uh, Probably wasn't. Probably wasn't at all. Well, you know, we're we're young when we do stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, but for for our jobs, I think like there's so many jobs that would be significant to someone else if they live. But for us, like you know, if it doesn't register emotionally as like whoa significant like it yeah. it sort of just goes away because it's part of our daily grind and like yeah something is so out of control i mean there's a few like that would come to mind if i thought of like my most crazy yeah. jobs and they're usually the ones that emotionally made me feel something like 
uh, <laughs> you know, like the, the cat litter thing or whatever. And like, um, oh, yeah, that was bad. you know, and this hoarding house that I had years ago. And then recently we had like that, that young man who was shot. And the reason why we have so many people shot, you know, but his mother was on the scene screaming. And like, that is what got to me. And like, I got to the hospital and like cried because it was like that significant to me as a mom, yeah. you know? So like, f- those are the things that register, but like, how many jobs do you do on a daily basis that probably are pretty crazy, but mm-hmm. like for the most part, they don't really mean much to you. You're just like doing it, you know, like, you're, yeah. it's not that you don't care about people, but like, this is your job and you have to like maintain yourself on these jobs. So you just do mm-hmm. them. You know, which is why a lot of people probably do remember like their first cardiac arrest, because that was like a crazy turn, you know, like that's Mm -hmm. like a, like a sort of a career. Oh, I remember my, I remember one of my first. Yeah. One of my first. Yeah. Because, and I remember my first trauma because those are like those jobs that are like, they're significant, you know, they're like a change. Like suddenly you have this Mm -hmm. career and now shit just got real, you know? Yeah. So um, yep. I don't know. anyone who hasn't watched it yet, you should go check that out. I'm not getting paid by Netflix, but I'd love to, but explained. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting series. They're like 30 minute long shows and they're really cool. Interesting. But the one about the memory is to me, I thought it was like really awesome. Hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Protect ourselves quite well. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so you can't yeah. anymore. And then you. Then you, you have. Know psd issues yes exactly mm-hmm. our mind is very powerful mm-hmm. it like it you know lets you remember what mm-hmm. it wants you to remember and also like it protects you from what it doesn't want you to remember you know yeah 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 and i will say i was wholeheartedly a believer in ptsd suck it up you know no. so then I had, I had you know i had the guy just playing volunteer and he you know cutting him out of the car simple simple door pop job and uh, it turns around, he shot himself in the head as we're cutting him out, you know, no big deal. And then, you know, somebody went and put it, um, put something on Facebook about him, you know, like a memorial. And that, that really bothered me, you know? So like, why would you put this up? You know, thank God the guy, you know, was a gentleman and he didn't shoot me because I would have never known it was coming, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, it just bothered me. Like, why would you put a memorial up for this guy, you know? And and then the guy who one guy took it down and the other guy was like yo i asked you if you were okay you know suck it up and yo i went off the fucking deep end yeah i went off the deep end like i was yeah that was bad man i was a little scared for you you know that was bad but that's it like sometimes it's just one one thing in many like you might have 10 traumatic experiences and then one sort of gets to you because it was you got caught off guard, let's say, by it. Yeah. And then you know, you know, your main your mind is not able to protect itself from that. And then like something triggers it, which is like what happened, and it sort of feels like worse, like your whole world crashes down around you. Yeah. Um, I think this job to me, it bothers me when any and I've never felt like just suck it up. I think this job is particularly traumatic to you like if you do this for your whole life you know you make this your career or even if you're a volunteer for 20 years you know and you see some massively messed up things like mm-hmm. you can only I mean the the human brain is only capable of like you know handling so much like yeah. it's sort of like you're bombarded with like awful shit constantly yeah. constantly how do you get over that so you can numb yourself a lot of people who work in EMS like drink a lot you know, that's mm-hmm. like a pretty common 
way of numbing yourself, but that's obviously not a healthy way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so the whole therapy thing becomes like, oh, that's crazy. You don't need that. No, but you have to. Yo, listen, everybody, you know, everybody needs a counselor. You know, you, yeah. you, know, you need a, a neutral party. You know, yes. wrong with you can vent to each other. We all vent to each other, right? Like we all tell each other like wild stories. Mm-hmm. Even now we're telling stories and it helps to get it off of your chest sometimes, but it also then burdens everyone else. Like yeah. we're just like all like telling each other these horrific fucking things. Like well, you no, it usually that- turns up to like a one-up game. So especially at work, like I, I love the one-up games and there's some times that, you know, I wish we had the recorder, you know, I know. when we're in the kitchen, like there's some dope stories. And there's, there's some stories that like actually fuck me up to hear almost because I don't have, you know, when you go on a particularly effed up job, right? Like you are just, you're living it, you're living through it. So your, your body and your brain are doing their own protective stuff while you're on that mm-hmm. scene, while you're taking care of the patient, while you get mm-hmm. into the hospital and you're done. But when you're not on that job, you don't have those same resources to pull from. So like you told me a story on Christmas morning uh, that you had this like young man who died, you know, 22 year old person. And then also Scott, who you were working with had told me another job like that he and, uh, Seamus had where it was like, um, you know, the two young kids and their mom died. Like, and, um, the mom was there for like two days with this like three-year-old and like, or four-year-old and like a three-month-old and like both of those jobs, like fucked me up. And I wasn't even on them because I didn't have the resources to pull from, you know, I was just getting secondhand, like upset, I guess, secondhand, like trauma. Um, so like, I think that's another reason why sometimes having a therapist to go to is like, you're telling, I mean, poor therapist, (laughs) you know, like, but you're telling them your stuff. You're not yeah. just like feeding it. Yeah, you to have to unload it. You know, you have to unload it on somebody. Yeah. So. Yeah, someone who is a professional, I guess, and is meant to deal with trauma. Mm. Yeah. But yo, let's not talk about, about mental they... health, yo, because everybody talks about this. Yes, they should, Peter. They should. We all, they should. We all, you know, we, we need it. I think it's important. You know, my dad grew up in a different time. My dad was a firefighter in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, you know. Like they didn't have that. And my grandfather too. My grandfather went to war, you know, he's in the Korean war. Then he was a firefighter throughout like forties, fifties, sixties, seventies. You know, they didn't do this stuff. They didn't talk about that stuff, you know, but. But I I will say, you know, from us, like as far as like our system and, you know, the way that we train people, you know, it may not be, I don't know, to to the European standard or other standards. So like, you know, down in Australia, but I think that, you know, being, having the ability to volunteer first, you know, and kind of see what you're getting into, you know, and then, you know, some places, you know, you become an EMT and then you're a volunteer, like, you know what, I like this, you know, and I'm going to keep going, you know, yeah. and then I'm going to become a paramedic, you know, but like other places, it's, this is what you do, you know, like you go to university, you know, yeah, it's, it's, a, four, it's a four year degree, you know, and you're talking to one kid in, um, was it South Africa? I think he said it was like 20,000, yeah. you know, to, to go to school, to become, you know, an EMT or, you know, a paramedic and to spend all that money four years of your life and then get out on the street and have a, have a fucked up job. And now you're like, this isn't for me. I know. You know I couldn't, you know, I'm, I think we're blessed here that, you know, we can try things out and try different things, you know, like even like a volunteer fireman, you know, like, for the most part, you know, you start out as a volley, you like it, you know, 
you apply to a career spot, you yeah. know, but you get to try it, you know, you know. And I mean, you know, I didn't get to volunteer because even though there are, there are voluntary um, or volunteer EMS uh, in New York City, I didn't know about them. You know what I mean? Like they weren't a big part of like my upbringing, I guess, because my father was a career firefighter. Yeah. So like, I didn't know that there were volunteer firefighters even in the world. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's pretty like uh, sheltered, but um, but you know, my first job in EMS was pretty much like on a private ambulance. So like, and I did have some messed up jobs, but I'm like, if I had chosen to leave, like I could have, you know, like yeah. but instead I chose to like continue on, get a career job in EMS and like make that my life, but, mm-hmm. and then go to paramedic school and invest actual time and money and all this other yeah. stuff, you know, but, uh, but that's a nice way of doing things. Cause I feel like, man, if I didn't want to do this and now I felt like, well, I got to do this. Cause I just invested like an entire like education and yeah. money into it. I'd be pretty upset, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So there are good things from here and from elsewhere. Like, and if you go to our, sorry, our Instagram at rush the bus, rush underscore the underscore bus, you can actually check out a lot of cool EMS systems all over the country and all over the world. Cause we're always like chatting with folks who do EMS pretty much everywhere. There's like a lot of differences. Yeah. And even like, you know, it's, it's tough, you know, like somebody's like, Oh, bring back your tips and tricks. And you know, we need everybody's help. Oh yeah. You know, like, That's a point. We need your help, you know, cause oh, I don't want to be, we don't want to be know-it-alls, you know, we're not know-it-alls, you know, well, but um, it's also, it's a lot to come up. Like Peter is like our creative genius here. Like Peter, uh, I'm like the grammar police and I edit every, you know, all our stuff like that. And Peter is actually like, I went super... to public school. <laughs> so like, I probably would have had a better education if I went to public school. I went to Catholic school. Anyway, I go ahead. know how to right, sew. Um, but yeah, like Peter and I, we love having those tips and tricks because I think you folks actually really like them. And they're just like things that we find that make life easier when you work a career on an ambulance. And we have tons of those videos and we're going to like start reposting some of our earlier stuff um, for folks who haven't caught up to that yet. But if you have like stuff that you do, that's kind of quirky or specific to your department, or it just works really well for you and your team, Mm -hmm. we really would love to hear about it because that is the stuff that makes this career better and easier and more fun. Um, You know, EMS is a really great place to be, but we need to like make it easier on ourselves. So if you have something that you think is cool that you folks use, please let us know. You mm-hmm. can, you know, go to our Instagram. Again, it's at rush underscore the underscore bus. You can message us. We are like, we love messages. We'll write back to you. Um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we'll Don't email us. I do. Yeah, <laughs> I like rarely check email. Yeah, I don't check the email. To our Instagram. I should. We should probably start checking email. But, know. you know, but yeah, for 2022, you know, we're going to um, definitely going to try to get out there a little bit more. We, we yeah. are going to try to get out there more. Visits. We were supposed to go to Chicago. Um, COVID happened again. Yeah. So we're going to get to Chicago. Um, yep. But yes, yeah, we so- got to go see our we have to go see our buddy Eddie Joseph on Ambulance 77. Of course we do. Mm-hmm. We sure do. But yes, mm-hmm. I love Chicago and we'll be there. We'll go there. Mm-hmm. Um, you should follow them on Facebook too. They're pretty funny. They're yeah, funny they are funny. over there. What's uh, what's the Facebook page for them? Uh, Ambulance Seven Seven. 
ambulance seven, seven. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. you know, we love to hear from you folks and we love anything you send us really. Yeah. I mean, even if it's not a tip, if you want to send us mm-hmm. pictures of your ambulance, we would love to see that too. So mm-hmm. we really, like somebody cursed us out on new year's Eve. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I said, I don't know what the hell he was referring to. I'm still waiting to hear back. I did write back. I don't know. I know he answered us. So. He did? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. He said it was the wrong person. Oh, well. Yeah. That seems like a strange slip. Yeah. Now I want to meet him because I think he works yeah. with us. I th- yeah, I think he, he works with it, we, He works he in, the in the city. Now we're going to have to stalk him. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but anyway, folks, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. If you got this far, um, let us know what you'd like to see. And, you know, uh, if you want to chat with us and you want to talk about your service, again, get in touch with us because we will gladly have you on. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially with a cool accent. We like cool accents too. <laughs> uh, what constitutes a cool accent? Anything that's not us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you work in Wisconsin, oh my gosh, get in touch with us ASAP, okay? Um, <laughs> yeah, like we'd love to hear from you. So yes. thanks for listening. Um, we love you folks. We're glad to be back. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. 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 Behind the 44 Case Avenue, I have 760 Case Avenue.